off by asking you, um, how are you and um, how's everything going on your end? Uh, everything's going good. I'm just kind of chilling. I'm here in Atlanta recording uh, a new body of work. Uh, the work the work never stops. So uh, I came home to Atlanta where I'm from to just kind of get inspired by the city and, and make some new music. Nice. And how is the weather down there? Like, is, is, How is the weather in Atlanta right now? It's okay. I, I've heard, like, our neighbors uh, in Alabama uh, got some snow today, so we might be getting some snow, uh, <laughs> or it could be, like, typical Atlanta and it just bypasses us like it always does. Got it. All right, so I'm going to start up on the uh, EP. So what should your fans expect from uh, Darling dropping at midnight? Um, well, wait, can you ask the question again? I'm sorry. Uh, what should your fans expect from uh, the EP, your EP, Darling, uh, dropping at midnight? So the EP, the EP came out last week, um, last Friday. So this Friday, it'll be a week since the project came out. Um, and I guess my... I guess if they're just tuning in this Friday, uh, they can expect, a, I feel like, a journey. Um, yeah. it's, it's definitely an album filled with, you know, love songs. Um, they're not always like your typical love songs. Sometimes uh, there's a lot of vulnerability uh, from my end that I feel like you don't hear a lot with mm-hmm. male R&B singers. Um and I think that's a refreshing take on the genre, you know. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I expect that the fans will, you know, hear some sounds that they, they haven't heard in a while. Um, I expect them to find some of the, the songs real sexy. Um, so I tell people to, you know, be careful with some of those, you know. Um, <laughs> and I, I think the, the records get people in their feelings. I mean, that's been the the overall feedback from the project so far is that, you know, people are, are reconnecting, you know, with those feelings of love. I feel like we've been, you know, in quarantine, uh, whether you're single or in a relationship and man, like, you know, just having a piece of material that makes you reconnect to those, those feelings, you know, I think it's a very positive thing right now. Um, you know, make you might want to pick up the phone and, and call somebody. Or if, if, you know, your partner is in the house, make you might want to, you know, go close the door and <laughs> and reconnect, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I feel about the, about the project and what the fans can expect. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a ride for sure. Dope. All right, so do you have any favorite personal tracks from um, the EP or just the personal uh, favorite track on the EP? Yeah, um, I I think one of my favorites is uh, Every Little Piece of My Heart. I love that okay. record. I think it's the record on the album where I feel like I'm at my most vulnerable and I'm just speaking some truth about, you know, what it means to realize that you know you're not you're not the perfect one in the relationship and and what that means uh if that significant other leaves you know 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's that it's that realization that you know you you think you be moving the right way, and then a, a, a partner or somebody comes and tells you, "Hey, I'm not really feeling this," and then you have to deal with those emotions of realizing that they might be gone, and how you gonna move without that person becomes the the, the storyline, you know. Got it. So you have a really dope visual um, titled Cream. Uh, with, with that being like a, a kind of twist on Wu-Tang's uh, Cream visual, um, how did that idea come about? Um, I think, I mean, I, I tell this story a lot. Like, I, I'm a big Wu-Tang fan just in general. Yeah. I know I sing R&B, but I'm a big, I'm a big <laughs> hip-hop head. Um, yeah. in my in my spare time when I'm not listening to R&B records. Um, so I was just vibing around the house, honestly, and I was listening to that record a lot. I I found, like, some elements in that record that I wanted to highlight, and I had this record that I already started with, two of my friends, and it was Cream. And I was like, why am I uh, singing the chorus this way and I yeah. realized it was because I had the Wu Tang version of the song stuck in my head. Um and so I immediately hit my manager, I was like, yo, we gotta figure out how to clear, you know, the Wu Tang sample because I feel like I got a cool way to use it that I haven't heard anybody else, yeah. you know, use it that way before. So um that's kinda how it came about. And then the visuals the visuals just, you know, uh, I worked with an incredible director, incredible female black director named Michelle Parker, and nice. uh, she wanted to showcase, uh, you know, some beautiful black women uh, in the mm-hmm. in the video, and we we came up with a concept like a storyline, and we just kind of ran from there. I, I let Michelle and the creative director of the video, her name is Nikki Bosch, uh, she you know, they kind of ran with it and gave us a really, really cool concept. I was just there, you know, in support of the the concept they gave. And I think it turned out really cool. I, I think it turned out really sexy. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, how, how did the sample process go? Was it a while before they uh, cleared it? Or was it like they, like they just instantly cleared the song? Honestly, and I'm just going to call it luck. It didn't take very long to clear the sample. Um, I'm not sure who in Wu-Tang heard it um, to to give the, the okay for it. Um, yeah. I just I felt really strong about it. I felt like I used the sample in a cool way where it wasn't like just a direct bite of the song. Mm-hmm. I used it in a way that's that's innovative and, you know, brought the sample into this generation's understanding, you know? So I think they have, I want to say, I hope they had respect for what I did with it. Um, And that's why it got cleared so quick. Um, But yeah, I wasn't expecting them to clear it though. I will tell you that I was not expecting that at all. Like that's such a classic record um, that I, you know, I wasn't expecting it, but I'm so grateful that they did it. Yeah. Shout out to Wu Tang and all of their team because, like, I, you know, you don't expect that kind of stuff. Like, especially this early right. in, in your career, you don't expect right. that. So, 
you're signed to a rock nation. Um, how did you react when this opportunity came along for you? Um, I, the person who discovered me at the label, um, his name is Law Parker. Uh, okay. He, um, it was such an organic process. Like, it, it wasn't yeah. like I got this random phone call and it was like, we love your stuff. It was really well thought out, well planned on his behalf. Uh, he he saw me. We were, I was in Soho kind of chilling mm-hmm. so the day after Chance's album came out and I saw him and I was like, yeah. bro, I just dropped this album uh, with Chance as a producer and a songwriter on there. And I got like 10 joints on there. And he, he wow. was like, yo, that's super dope. And then he was like, wait, you're on 10 of these records? And I was like, yeah, man, it's crazy how it all happened. And so he left, went back to the office, and then I got a phone call from him. And he was like, yo, you need to come to the office. So my initial reaction was, let me get this laptop and put these <laughs> records on here. That's going to seal the deal. You know, like yeah. I, I had these records sitting on my laptop that, that were really special. Um, mm-hmm. And I played them for him, and then other executives started coming in. It was a very organic thing. It wasn't like I wasn't I didn't feel nervous or anything like that because I felt comfortable with law. But all the executives started coming in, and, yeah, we did we did the deal. I mean, I've always wanted to sign the Rock Nation. Um, it's It's been a dream of mine. I have so much respect for Hove um, and, yeah. and who he is as a businessman and as a family man, you know, and how how attentive he is to the artists that, you know, are, are on the label. So I, you know, I was honored. That was the reaction. I was I was honored that that was even a conversation because it had always been a dream of mine. So it just kind of worked. It kind of aligned itself the way it was supposed to. Um, I know I don't have a typical origin story of, of many signed <laughs> artists. I have been moving independent so long that, yeah. you know, I was perfectly fine with just having a relationship with the label, um, mm-hmm. but I was lucky enough to uh, to uh, actually turn that relationship into a business relationship. So uh, I'm there. I'm still, to this day, I still have to pinch myself sometimes that I'm signed to this label and, and get to work with these amazing people every day. Wow, that's so awesome. So, You've produced and you worked with, um, you know, you, you mentioned Chance the Rapper. Uh, you worked with Chance mm-hmm. the Rapper, Victor, Chica, Kirk Franklin. Like, how was it working with um, some of those artists? Well, Chica uh, is one of the greatest artists living right now. I stand by that. She's just such yeah. an incredible person, uh, such an incredible light um, mm-hmm. to this world. Uh, I... I got to work with her through my homie, uh, Jack Red, um, who was working on her album, uh, and Lido, who's another homie, who's an incredible producer. Uh, and they were working, Jack Red, I call him Jabari, that's my dog, so I call him by his real name. But he uh, he called me and was like, yo, I'm going to L.A. to work with this new artist. And mm-hmm. I didn't know who it was, but because he called me, I showed up. And so we worked on the album, and then, uh, we did Tiny Desk with her. I was singing behind her on her first Tiny Desk gig, and we just kind of developed that relationship. Um, she's an amazing person to work with. She's extremely talented. She's yeah. she's 
she's a modern day Lauren Hill. Like she can sing and oh, rap, wow. and like Chica can really sing, which is is rare. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying for a rapper to really be able to like mm-hmm. understand how to use their voice in that way to sing. So it's a yeah. it's a joy working with her. It's a joy working with all the people that I work with with Vic with Vic Mensa. Um, that's my that's my ace like that that he supports me uh you know he supports the music he's my friend but he really supports the music yeah. and we're label mates and so that's crazy to like to to go yeah. from singing background for him and now like seeing him at label events and you know you know like I was crazy I walked into the rock nation brunch and I saw him he was yeah. like what you doing here and I, was, and I hadn't told him that I got signed yet and it was just a celebration. Like, I, I love yeah. the fact that I still get to make music with my friends and with people that I love and care about. Um, and, yeah, those those my people. Like, I, I talked I talked to you on Instagram just yesterday. She was telling me how proud she was of me. So it's really, really yeah. incredible to have, like, that group of people around you that believe in what you do. Wow, that's so dope. Um, I want to ask you this. I know it might be hard, but... Who is your favorite that you've worked with out of all the people that you've worked with? Who is, like, your favorite? Like, you guys are just, like, clicks. Like, it's just who is the who is the favorite artist that you've worked with so far? Um, I think my, my favorite might be Chance uh, just okay. because if you can imagine, like, obviously Chance is a huge star, but yeah. <laughs> he worked with – he worked with his friends, so – me and me and Chance have a lot of mutual friends. So at any given point, our homies are just in the studio yeah. with each other, making the music that you hear out in the world. And so it's, I think working with Chance is my favorite because it's a very organic process. Um, it doesn't feel like a lot of pressure. Uh, it's it's just very easy to to work with him. He's also an incredible guy, like a really nice guy. Um, and though he's younger than me, I, I look up to him a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not that much, you know, we're not that far apart in age, but I'm yeah. a little bit older than him. So I have, but to, I, I really, really look up to, to him and the path that he's chosen, uh, for his career. And so working with him, is just really cool. It's really chill. You know, I don't like, I would say, I don't feel the same working with him as I would going into a Pharrell session. Right. Like, though Pharrell is, you know, somebody who has been very instrumental in my life uh, and in my career, I I still get nervous around him. So, you know, working with him feels like a a lot more pressure uh, or working for him. Like, you know, I worked on a campaign for his company. Like, I felt extreme amounts of pressure because I just wanted to do well (laughs) and, and, you know, make him him proud uh, with Chance. I feel like he makes that that a lot easier. He just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I spend way more time with Chance too. So, you know, yeah. that it's just an easy thing to do. We make incredible records together. Me, uh, his music director Peter Cottontail, uh, all of our friends, Nico Segal. Like, I'm in the room with my boys. So, yeah. it's very it's very easy to make stuff when you're just there with friends and and. When you when you hit a roadblock on the music, you just like play video games and chill or or have deep conversations about you know yeah. politics or faith or you know all, so 
it's just a it's just a a way more laid back studio situation. Um, so I love I love that because um, a lot of times I'm just writing on a deadline, you know, like or feel like a lot of pressure to to get things perfect. But when you're in a room of you know a bunch of individuals that are just amazing at what they do, you feel a little bit less pressure to get it perfect. Right. I can always pass it off to somebody and they'd be like, all right, this is what I would do with it. And then they pass it back to me and then I add layers to it. So um, the chance, the chance camp is definitely my favorite camp to work with for sure. That's nice. All right. So blank collaboration. Uh, do you have anybody in the industry that you haven't gotten an opportunity to work with that you really, really, really just got to work with? Um, yeah, I, I, I have two dreams. So collaboration, I want to do records with Janelle Monae. Uh, yeah. I'm a huge Janelle Monae fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'm such a fan that I probably have everything going back to her first mixtape. Uh, wow. I probably have made mixtapes of my own, of her, like, underground stuff. Uh, so I'm oh. a huge fan of Janelle uh, and her creative mind. Um, and then... The second dream is to do a duet with Beyonce. I mean, that's the you know that's the ultimate goal, right? Like, that's yeah. the that's the pinnacle. If I get to do a duet with Beyonce, I might retire early and just you know <laughs> just, just 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 hang it all up and and let that be the the thing yeah. I tell my kids. Like, yeah, hey, I, Daddy I, did a duet with Beyonce. Yeah, that would be amazing. You know? Yeah. All right, so you play multi um you play eleven instruments. That's crazy. Uh which one of the instruments is your favorite to play? Or say if there's an instrument that you don't know how to play, like which instrument would that be that you want to add to your uh, you know, like add on to know how to play? Ooh. Well, my favorite instrument to play is the drums. Oh, um, okay. Uh, it's my first instrument, so I feel like I I, I started playing drums before I started singing, so yeah. that's that's my favorite um, nice. instrument that I really want to learn how to play. Um, also, an instrument I feel like I would probably be really good at if I tried to learn how to play is the cello. I think I would. Yeah. I think I would kill the game if I uh, if I learned how to play cello. That's so dope. I was um little and I used to play the drums. That's what I was gonna. Uh, I didn't want to cut you off, but I played drums when I was little, and I just stopped doing it once I got older. It was like, but I used to play them a lot, but I just stopped. So <laughs> I just wanted. You got to pick them up. It's such a therapeutic yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, it's I want to get back into it. Like you. Yeah. yeah. You ever? Drummers are like the the coolest people in the band. <laughs> right. It's because I feel I feel like they you know, just get to, like, hammer out the stress of the day, <laughs> you know? Like, I feel, like, especially, like, rock drummers, like, mm-hmm. man, I wish, like, in another life, I probably was a drummer in, like, a 70s rock band, for sure, because I, I want to be that cool. Like, I, I, I want to have, I want to have the outlet to be able to just, like, you know, yeah. bang away the stress, you know? <laughs> All right, so you mentioned Pharrell. Um, you just mentioned him in the uh, previous question that I had, not like not the last one, but the previous. Um, Pharrell became your mentor um, after being a contestant on The Voice. 
Um, how has it been being yeah. able to have like a living legend like Pharrell as a mentor? Well, I, I mean, it's amazing. First off, Pharrell is amazing. Uh, he's what's incredible about Pharrell is that like I know that Pharrell mentors more than just me, and so to see like the byproducts of even just like small conversations or or little pieces of advice like you watch somebody else give an interview where they got some advice from Pharrell and to see that it's consistent across the board tells me a lot about who he is as a person so I I try not I try my best not to bother Pharrell like I don't (laughs) I don't call him every time I make a beat you know um or or that I have something hot you know in my in my arsenal to to share with him I I wait for the proper opportunities and, yeah. you know, and every single time he's come with some amazing advice. Like I remember a time where I was having a difficult time, like in the industry, I was still independent and I just reached out to him and just kind of expressed briefly what I was feeling. And he had an encouraging word for that moment when my father passed, he called me to make sure wow. I was good. Um, when I signed my deal, he was one of the first people that I reached out to and told, and he had nothing but encouraging things to say. And so, like, I, I feel like, and I tell people this all the time, I feel like he shows up, uh, in those moments where, uh, either I'm doubting myself, uh, or when it's time to celebrate. And I think that is, uh, he never tells you too much, Mm -hmm. you know, he tells you just enough to, to keep you to keep you thinking and to keep you moving. Um, and so that's, that's, that's what I feel like a good mentor is. A good mentor doesn't tell you how to do everything. A good mentor guides you in the direction uh, or can see the direction you're trying to go and can give you the steps to get to that, that final place. Um, and that, that's what I feel like Pharrell has been in my life um, ever since The Voice. I mean, he gave me great advice on The Voice as well. So mm-hmm. I was not expecting for him to continue that relationship past the TV show, um, but it did, and I'm, I'm, every day I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's definitely uh, that's super dope. So I'm down to my last questions, but um, one uh, question I have for you, because it's Black History Month, um, what is name one song that has to be in your uh, February playlist for uh, this month? Um. Hmm. Uh, I I will say Nina Simone's uh, Mississippi Goddamn is always in my history playlist. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, first off, Nina Simone is, she was sent here by God. You know, like, I really feel like Nina Simone was sent here to give us a blueprint for what um, black freedom and black artistic expression really looks like. Um, yeah. So that's definitely in my playlist. Uh, and it's probably at the top of my playlist. Low key is one of my favorite Nina songs. So That's dope. So my last uh, question, like primarily question, um, what does respect mean to you? Because I write for Respect Magazine, um, I like to ask this question. 
when you hear or see that word, uh, what is your, like, personal definition of uh, respect? Um, I, I think, hmm, I, I think for me, respect is, is boundaries. Like, I think that's, that's a big thing that I'm learning in my life is like my, the people that love me, the people that care about me, if they respect me, then they take time to get to know my boundaries and, and what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with. Um, and I, and I, it really just makes me think, I mean, literally when I think of the word respect, I think about the Aretha Franklin song and not just the <laughs> R-E-S-P-C-T, but the part where she says, find out what it means to me, like mm-hmm. that's the, that's the part for me on that, on that song that, that alludes to that respect word. It's like, if somebody respects you, then they're taking the time to find out what those boundaries are, what those things that make you tick are. And then they don't disrespect those things, you know? Um, and that's, that's kind of what respect means to me. Even, even like, you know, and I guess on a, on a more global sense, respect is one of those things where your peers are, you know, giving you a nod and, and cheering you on uh, as you, as you grow and as you develop, I think that's a big thing. I think that's kind of, I mean, I, I read the, the, the blog site. I don't think I've ever had like a, a in-hand copy, but I read the blog site and I, I love that you guys find these artists that are on the, on the brink of something mm-hmm. and you give them their flowers early. Um, yeah. And so I think that that's really cool. That's a, that's a sign of respect too. But for me personally, it's boundaries. Like, if yeah. you love me, don't cross the line, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Because that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the definition for me, for sure. Okay, so because I, I remember I said uh, I, that was my last question, but this is not necessarily a question, or I don't consider it a question. It's basically a finished sentence. It's okay. Sentence, so. we, got, we got time, whatever you, whatever you need. <laughs> yeah, this is a finished sentence. So I'm going to say, because it's Black History Month, I don't want to end it like this. Um, my black mm-hmm. is beautiful because, and you're going to finish. Okay. My black is beautiful because it's undeniable. Is that it? Oh, I mean, I can elaborate. I <laughs> thought we were doing the sentence. I mean, uh, my black is, my black is beautiful because it's undeniable. No, nah, I, can, I can definitely elaborate for you. Um, okay. It's undeniable. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what space you're in. If there's something yeah. black there, you can't miss it. Yeah. You know, and no matter what, no matter what systems are set up in place to make people overlook it, black is still undeniable. Um, it's 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 undeniably great. It's undeniably mm-hmm. raw. It's it's undeniably talented, um, and so and for me, that's that's the beauty in it is that you can't miss us, you know. Like we we everywhere, um, no matter what systems are set in place to try to deny us of that that respect. Uh, we're we're undeniable, and that's what makes us beautiful. 
Great. Thank you so much for uh, that answer. That was a very great answer. And um, thank you so much for taking the time out your day to do this interview, Dixon. And, yeah, thank you. Of course. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Uh